What's going on, everybody? We cutting it in. We're cutting in. What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here. And that's you. With another YouTube live stream. I got money. And shout out to the Coach Gang. How dare you? Let's get it all the way out already. Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> and welcome to Tuesday Night Titans, where we take a slow Tuesday off and we bring, we bring in our best slow Tuesday Titans in the building. All right. <laughs> I know somebody in the comment section, you're sitting up here telling us, because yesterday I had to give you guys the reality check and say, you know, peace leave will kill you, okay? And then the guys in the comment section, oh my God, and you're talking about clapping junior college cheeks all the time. Don't you understand that every content creator has a little bit of, dare I say, uh, a little conflict of interest, a little, uh, a little times where they do things and say things just for to tie things up. You know, we got to have fun. Loosen up, gentlemen. Loosen up, gentlemen. And here's the deal, man. Listen, listen, this, the reality is we are all going to be at some particular point. We're going to be slaves to our biology. And the lessons that I try to teach you is to not be a full-time slave to your biology. All of us are going to have times, okay? All of us are going to have times where you get in here and you have some of those, uh, you know, even Tupac, for the most part. <laughs> even Tupac, for the most part, had times where he was not always, he was not, he was contradictory at times. You know, one time he telling the girls, keep their head up. And the next time he said, tell me about these fake, just, all right, <laughs> listen, have a little bit of fun. Have a little bit of fun today, guys. I'm telling you how to get around being a slave to your biology. But listen, I'm not telling you to be an absolute monk, okay? And shout out to the monks out here. There's a lot of guys that are monks. My philosophy is not a monk philosophy. For me to get up here every day and just say, stay away from women. Now, that would be make me a target, wouldn't it? That would make me a big old fat target. I'm not a guy that, do, that that's just gonna say that. What I do is try to get you to navigate around all of these philosophies that are completely contradictory to your life and contradictory to your biology, all right? And I try to get you to go around getting around uh, in the modern times where you're absolutely free. You're literally absolutely free and you're still slaves to your biology. But I'm not going to tell you not to have a little fun. We got to have a little fun out here, but we just don't want to die over it, right? You don't want to die over stuff like that. You don't want to put yourself in harm's way. So relax. Take a chill pill. And when I tell you about the junior college, just enjoy. I have a sense. I get a sense that a lot of men are miserable out here. <laughs> mm. a, lot of, a lot of men, what's wrong with you guys? You're free, right? What are Harriet Tubman's? What is the quote attributed to Harriet Tubman? I would have freed more slaves had they known they were slaves. But the, the, but the thing about it is you guys don't realize you guys are slaves. You're slaves to your own biology. You're slaves to the concepts and parameters that the modern, the, the previous traditional world is around this modern world, and you can't figure it out. But the blessing is, here's one of the blessings that you have to understand in this life. And unfortunately, we lost a soldier uh, last week related to this. Here's, a, here's what you have to understand. Never in the history, never in the history of the modern age, meaning the 20th and 21st century, Never in the history have you had the ability to have male voices give you 
a little bit of lessons in a realistic perspective to put you in the best shape for your own personal self. When you take away the need to be the protector and provider, which we have this ingrained in our evolution, and we also take away the need to be a slave to your biology, you have men today that aren't like husbands or aren't in front of wives or aren't they're not pastors thumping the Bible. You have men that are free, that are walking this earth and that are absolutely free. It's freer as any man can get. And you guys have the ability to tune in every single week. Every single day, you have the ability to not listen for a week and then call up all of our videos throughout the previous week and listen to any one of these messages. So no matter who uh, content creator agrees with what, for the first time, you have the ability to listen to men that are unchained. They're free. They actually got to a point where they developed their philosophy. Some of these philosophy are philosophies that men have already come up with in a time where men can speak up. But you guys grew up. <laughs> you guys grew up when men were handcuffed and muzzled from telling you guys any truth. And now you can come here every single week, and I think you guys take it for granted. It says my air conditioning is on, but I don't feel a thing, right? But you guys take it for granted now because you've seen so many men come and go. Pause. You've seen so many co men come in and come in, come in and come out, give you some information. Don't take this for granted. I mean, listen, we lost a soldier and we lost his voice. He no longer can tell you, even as he develops his philosophy, he no longer can tell you. You have men here that are trying to get this message out and we lose, we lose sponsorships, we lose money, we lose numbers and viewership because we literally are muzzled from saying this. You better be not taking this for granted. I know you can sit up here and get mad and say, well, I don't agree with everything this guy says and this is the part of the this is the part of his flaws philosophy. This is the flaw in his philosophy. He's telling you to be free, but he's got here going to, to the junior college instead of messing with 48 and eight year old women. <laughs> right. You guys wish you guys wish that I'm out here messing with 48 year old turkey neck women. I mean, that's what you want. You want that to be the completion of my philosophy. <laughs> you, you guys, that's what you hope or you hope in your mind that I'm going to sit here and figure out why well, I'm telling you to be free, that I'm going to be a slave to my biology and then run around chasing and cold approaching women. For some reason, you would be comfortable with that. You would feel, OK, he's doing what I'm doing because I'm a dumbass. I want him to be a dumbass, too. All right. I, I, you guys hope that I'm telling you to be free and then I'm living the hope strategy, hoping that one day a woman, my soulmate, comes down from the heaven as the cars, as 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 Christ himself parts the clouds and delivers my wife to me. You hope at some particular point that I'm going to just sell you hope at some point. That's what you hope. You hope at some day that I wake up and after living free, I go, damn, I'm so bored traveling and having fun at the junior college. I'm going to go settle down now because that's what you do because you're a coward. You cannot deal with the fact that I'm absolutely the most freest man you can imagine here. All right. There's there's only a couple more steps of my freedom that I'll be completely free. But you can't take it. You, you guys can't take it. You want to find somewhere where I'm contradictory so you can feel comfortable with you being back on the plantation. That's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. And I'm not going back. I'm going to let you know, man, I'm Fred. I'm the Frederick Douglass of this ish. 
I'm the Frederick Douglass of this ish. I'm going to write the autobiography of a free slave. All right. I freed myself. You can stay your ass on the plantation and I'll be at the junior college. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Why do you want me to go back to the misery and the misery loves company? I, I see you in the comment section. I really don't go to the comment sections, but for some reason, some of the last few videos that I did got a lot of views and I saw y'all in there. See, he's in here telling us to stay away from and, and vet peacefully, but he's at the junior college too. I see you, you miserable people. I mean, listen, the same as you ham and egger and nine to fivers, you guys sit there and you want me to go get a job. You guys want me to get a job, punch in, punch out, just like you because you like to aim low and hit instead of aim high and miss. <laughs> That's what you want to do. And um, listen, when you get free, you're lucky that the man that gets free will let you come down there and listen to me. I'll let you guys listen to me. 98% of you guys listen to me for free. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, a small, there's a small percentage of men that are here sponsoring this show. So you can get this information. And I thank God. You better be thanking God for them. And I thank God for them. You better be thanking God that you get to sit here and ninja watch while you sit here and can't get the monkey off your back. You can't get the monkey off your back. You're scared. You're scared. You're scared of what people are going to say about you. You're scared about what people are going to think about you. I walked down Newport uh, right over there in the peninsula, peninsula this weekend. Was it this weekend? Yes. I walked right down Newport Peninsula. And it was all kind of junior college people, families, everybody's down there. If you've ever been down to Newport Peninsula, it's where the, the pier is. I'm walking down there, 26-year-old junior college Kaylee, taller than me, flat-backed it, flat-fronted, <laughs> right? Walking down, and she all over a player. She all over coach. She all over coach. All the people walking down the street looking at me like, they staring at me like, what is this dude? Go what, what's going on here? What's going on here? Kaylee's walking by me like, see, if I was by myself, guess what would have happened? Yes, if I was by myself, they would have. I always tell you, social proof is is a win. It's a it's a lane of freedom. Yeah, looking like Paris Hilton. So I'm walking down. I'm walking down the street. If I'm by myself, them people would have been. But they seen foldable Kaylee leaning all in on Coach. Guess what they? The hell is going on here? Look at this milk dud, old ass, old beard ass, and he got this flat back <laughs> laying all on him, walking down Newport. Everybody was looking. They was just a looking, looking, looking. I see your looking ass. I see your looking ass. And I it proves my point as to what works in this world and what doesn't. When you're out here with the hope strategy, when you're out here a slave to your biology, when you're out here trying to be in misery and hoping one day one of these people will say, oh, I'm your soulmate. Meet me here and let's have a cup of coffee. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't work. I'm giving you guys a secret, man. I'll be, I'll be up in here with Gen Z. You know? I know how it works. I know all the little goofy games that you guys think are going to work and it don't work. <laughs> all right. My situation works. Toby, be free. Somebody says, why is there no super chats anymore? I just went through explaining. I know you've been, you haven't been here in a while, Charlie Gnarly. I just went through explaining. You guys are lucky that I'm here. 
and lucky like men that are that are like me are here because they make it difficult for me to keep talking. They make it difficult. They be trying to pull the plug. They be trying to do everything. And I'm sitting here. I'm not saying anything. I don't curse. The only about thing that I do is I do this. <laughs> That's about it. All right. You can just come in here and be like, well, he's always talking about feet and clapping. There's people in here cursing. They're being they're showing butt up, buttocks, titties. They naked on here. They don't do nothing to them. I literally come in here. It's a family show other than when I talk about feet and clap. Oh, this is despicable. <laughs> it is crazy. I'm trying to free you because this is an opportunity for you to be free. But you want to live the hope strategy. And not only do you want to uh, live the hope strategy, you want to roll the dice. Wait. You want to roll the dice. You think, nah, it happened to coach. He's just a bitter old milk-dudded old gray beard, goat gray beard, sawed off little ass, little ass dude that can't get no. <laughs> and it is what it is. I'm just trying to tell you. Yeah, I shuffle. That's maybe what it is. I shuffle. I free myself from the community. I excommunicated my own self. Because I see where it's going, and that's not where I want to go. Toby, be free. <laughs> anyway, man, shout out to you. Speaking of sawed-off guys, the story of this guy right here is sawed-off right now, you know? <laughs> Let's do the Super Chats. Oh, wait, there aren't any. I guess we have to do cash app. Oh, this is what you would do. This is what you would do here. All right, people are like, what kind of show is this? It's a podcast. Relax, I'll get to the story. It's not a great story, so I had to put the humor up first. All right, but this is another lesson to you men. If you want to be involved in this show and let your voice be heard, or at least support the show, support the ability for the show to go on and continue, I'm sticking my neck out here. All right, I don't know who's going to come up in here next time and try to try to give me the old cold red. All right, they be trying to give dudes cold reds out here. They can't handle the tooth. And then all of a sudden I end up, now they on the news and they putting out the worst clips that, that, that represent me. What am I supposed to do with this? So let's see uh, what's going on here. Oh, to, to let your voice be heard, PayPal, Cash App, links are right there. At, uh, dollar sign CGA Live if you're listening on the podcast. Members content, CoachGregAdams.Locals.com. Patreon, Money Mindset. Patreon. Regular content, exclusive content on Patreon. Patreon.com backslash Coach Greg Adams. If you ever see me disappear, just type in Coach Greg Adams anywhere. I'll probably pop up. Somebody said I was in the truck. I'm sorry, what? I, I was driving a truck. I want a new truck. One that won't make me sick. <laughs> That's when I was when I was a kid, I thought they were saying truck. However, they were saying drugs. All right, so let's get into the show. I, I, I delay long enough. Shout out to Simon Small is in the building. Appreciate you for being here. Mr. Gourmet, he says, how do you get tickets for Orlando in October at the 21 convention? Speaking again for the third year in a row, maybe four. I can't remember. I done lost count. I think it's either the third or the fourth. All right. Um, 
um, you got to go on the 21 Studios website. I don't know if they have tickets on sale yet. I'm not sure. Ladies, you can go to a couple of ladies contacted me. How can I go? I had a flat back that wanted to go with me. She wanted to go with me. <laughs> All right. I was like, you realize what you're going to have to do. <laughs> you don't have to, and you don't have to go either. I'm not telling you what's going on. <laughs> Shout out to Leaf is in the building, man. We are having fun. Relax. Relax, gentlemen. This is what happens when you're free. I know you guys go to your job. You stand by the water cooler. You're scared to talk. The next thing you say, you're going to get completely canceled. You're going to get fired and drug into the human resource office. All right. Remember that? I remember those days. The next damn foul thing you say, you snicker at a joke. <clears throat> you listen to the coach Greg Adams on your headphone. You laugh. <laughs> and then Susie comes over right here. Susie comes over. What are you listening to, Robert? What are you listening to at your desk, Demetrius? All right. And she comes over and you're like, uh, um, let you be like, she don't know. I'm listening to Coach Greg Adams. She's like, Coach Greg, he's a misogynist. I know about him. All of my ex-boyfriends listen to him, and I'm lonely. I'm taking you to the human resource office, and you get drug in there. All right? They start listening to all the podcasts. Oh, Demetrius, you're going to get fired today. <laughs> Susie limp over and waddle over to listen to. What's so funny? You know, Susie, she's so NPC programmed. She can't laugh at anything out of bounds. She can't laugh. Dude, she, if she's heard something out of bounds, she's like, oh, my God, the world's going to end. The, the, the dark clouds come over. She's like, oh, my God. How dare you? I can't believe people can talk like that on the airwaves. She's at home looking at me, pulling up stuff. This is despicable. How dare you? <laughs> and then Demetrius, your ass get drug in there in the human resource office. And this is the people who you got to tell your story. What, what, what happened was uh, what, he, what he was saying was he was talking about monkey double backflipping and turkey necks. And I started to snicker and I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man, he didn't mean no harm. I wasn't laughing at it. And he was talking about the divorce rate is actually 99%. And he said he was going to roll the dice and you're going to be in child support. They're like, oh, my God, this guy right here, we got to get him away from this. Uh, Demetrius, you fired. Okay. <laughs> you got to go home to your dog sitting there. You talking about going to the junior college and messing with young girls who need biology books. It's funny when you hear it live. I, I'm paraphrasing. I'm trying to tell the joke. What the joke goes like this. He gets he gets a fistful of 20s and then he then he hands then he goes over to the junior college and he walks across campus looking for girls to hand fistful of 20 saying this. I got money. And, and then what happens is he asks him, does he want biology books? And then he claps his hands for some reason. And he talks about folding them up and uh them being flat backed it. And then uh, and having long backs. And then what he does is then he throws the money on their forehead and then he hit and then they leave. <laughs> they looking at him. Hey, the whole damn panel looking at him like this here. They like, bruh. And then he gives them Jasmine Rice and. <laughs> This is a good method. It works when you're like 45 years old because you'll make more money than everybody. That's what he says. 
All right, you're going to get me hemmed up. You're like, man, tell the jam joke right. Come on, man. Who is this in here? Shout out to Be Real Mahogany. He says, live by the peace leave, die by the peace leave. You're absolutely, absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And then he likes feet, too. He talks about feet and having high arches and then sanding down the back of your feet. That's what he talks about, too. It's so funny. It's funny. <laughs> All right, your corporate job is gone. You can't go nowhere. But shout out to Be Real Mahogany. Your philosophy in life, gentlemen, and I know a lot of us, you know, we talk about it. It should not revolve around women. It should not. It's not that you're hating women. It's just that it shouldn't revolve around women. But that is contradictory to what we are taught, what, what, what we're taught. We're taught that at some point we're going to, you know, we, we got to try to go out there. We got to chase. Men are always on the chase like the lion. The lion gets what he wants. This is this is false. The, the lion, he kills all the weak lions and then he ascends to the top of the mountain. All right. And then he gets all of the women. That's how it works. The lion don't chase females. He basically says, all right, where are all the weak lions at? He kills them. <laughs> and then he and then he fights with the last available lion. All right. And then when all the, the female lions see that he's the dominant lion, he gets the lion, bro. He gets the rest of the lions. You guys are out here thinking lions around chasing women. Oh, he's a lot. No, 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 no. You, that's not what you that's not what you do the lion the lionesses what they do is when they find out who the alpha lion is they come lay around the alpha lion they be like and then they lay down and they say you can pounce that's what happens alpha lion ain't chasing no lions around all right but you guys were taught that i gotta chase it if you don't chase if you don't open your mouth yeah in the older days that's what happens but not today no, you basically produce, and then what happens is people see uh the they they become byproducts of your success. All right, that is the way people are selecting. Hey guys, women are choosing today. Women are the ones choosing. All right, there was a time where you had to choose. They right now going the rest, all you guys are goofballs. I want this five, these five guys over here. And believe me, just like the lioness will lie down like this, they will too. And water seeks, seeks uh, what is it? water seeks its own level. So whatever level she is, that's where who she'll lay down with, and then so forth and so on. But you guys better go get life first. You guys better learn how to conquer life before you learn how to conquer women. Hundred percent fact. You better conquer your masculinity. You better conquer your space and your territory on this planet. You can't even you can't even shake free of your boss. You can't even conquer your boss. You a yes man. You a bow, bow. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you think you're going to be mastering women? Mm. You can't conquer your mama. You still live up under your mama asking your mama for two sheets of toilet paper. Uh, can I get two extra sheets? I know I used three sheets yesterday. Can I get two? You can't even conquer your mom's yet, bro. Mm. Hey, at one particular point, I know this show is going on, but this has to happen. At some point, your mom should look at you and go if if she raised you she used to say this man is ready to lead the entire family <laughs> like your mom should be like okay the torch is passed you are the man but y'all cow talent to your mama and then you out here gonna be running game on women mm. you got a boss 
you got a boss, a goofy ass boss. A, 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 this is what your bosses look like over here. Where's my where's my screen today? We'll get to the show, man. But you know, these things need to be said at some point. These are your bosses right here. Uh, where is it at? What would you say you do here? Those are your bosses. You can't even conquer those guys. You nervous, sweating. You can't even get past those guys, but you're going to go cold approach and source women. I'm going to tell you guys, this is my philosophy. Stop what you're doing because you're about to ruin the image and the style that you're used to. You look funny, but yo, I'm making money. See, hey, yo, world, I think you're ready for me. Gather around. I'm the new notorious in sound. <laughs> and the sound's laid down by the underground. I keep about a hit or see you got on your shelf. So just let me introduce myself. My name is CGA, pronounced with the EGA. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Shout out to Sock G in the building. This is why we do this show, man. Listen. Coach Humpty now. <laughs> but listen, learn how to conquer life. Learn how to conquer your employment status. Learn how to make money without the need of somebody making giving you a paycheck. I guarantee you, you'll be better with women. You're going to be better with women by leaps and bounds. But that is a part of the book, The Free Agent Lifestyle. I know a lot of people think I said in The Free Agent Lifestyle, I'm not supposed to. Don't, don't You guys think I've been like separate from women. It's not. If you read The Free Agent Lifestyle, you will see early on in the book, I say unplug, create something, craft who you are, get a philosophy in life, and then. And then you'll be able to come back and then you'll be able to look and see what direction you want to go with women. So some of you guys might go get married. You'll be in a better position to have better success. Some of you guys are going to want to get a girlfriend at the end of it. You'll have better. Some of you guys will want to go to the junior college. You'll have your opportunity in lane to do so. But until you do the things to get yourself free, you're going to struggle. You're going to absolutely struggle. Period. Somebody says coach knows every rap lyric but can't remember names. It is a sad thing. It is sad. Yes, I know. I know. That's what my father used to tell me. You know all these damn rap lyrics, but you don't know this chemistry chart. Yeah, man, who, who can remember all of those names? The, the damn element chart. What about these rap lyrics? Shout out to David McFarland says free agent lifestyle shun. And also a part of the free agent lifestyle is you can decide not to go back to and do anything. You can decide to go monk, but you'll have the power to do so. That's the beauty of the entire philosophy. It doesn't eliminate all of the options. It puts you in a better position. So now you can look at the options and say, would I do that now as a guy that actually can control his destiny? That's the philosophy. Now you can control your destiny to an extent way better than you could before. See, when you cohabitated, when you were broke, now you put yourself in a vulnerable position and then you get in trouble. But when you get into a position where you don't need another woman's money to make it through the month, now you're going, I would never move in with that person. And now you can control your own destiny. You don't, you guys got to understand what the free agent lifestyle is and you won't until you buy the book. Then it starts to make sense. So the book is available on Audible for you non-reading people. I know men don't read and it's an easy read. Or you can listen to it on Audible. You can listen to it. You guys got to know the, what the philosophy actually is. You guys think it's me saying just don't get married and cohabitate in relationship. It's don't do it when you're trying to become the man you need to become. 
Then when you become the man you need to become, then you look back and you go, now, do I want these options? Then you can say, I'm prepared to, like always tell you people, it, you, if you can't afford marriage and you can't afford to have kids and you can't afford the divorce, you should have no business doing any one of those things. You should be able to, um, you should be able to uh, get divorced and then shake it off. Get divorced and shake it off. All right, all right, man. I cut her a half of my, I cut her half of my my earnings. I'm still good. That's fine. But if you out here in the family court complying, uh, crying and complaining, you asked out. So anyway. Anyway, I wanted to play a clip about Ric Flair, but I, I ran out of time because I wasted 30 minutes giving you just a wake-up call. Sometimes I got to shake you guys. You know, my job is not to try to be the content creator that's just got the, the winning strategy. The winning strategy is the free agent life, so I don't care what you say. All right, it's the, it's the ultimate goal of where you need to be as a man, as a man. If you have kids, the free agent lifestyle is for them. All right, see, other philosophies, it ain't it ain't available for kids. Cold approach and source women and get girls and, and easy lay. Your son can't do anything with that. But they can read the free agent lifestyle and go, hmm, interesting. And then they can prepare themselves to go forward, get a little piece here, a little piece there. There we go. Like the video. I'll get back to the sponsorships. Let your voice be heard here. Let's get into the show. All right, 30 minutes in, time stab game. Avery, 30 minutes in, and we'll get to the show. All right, we're going to talk about Mia Khalifa later on if we have time. Let's talk about domestic violation, ladies and gentlemen. And what I do here is I give you the hardcore statistics before I give you the story. Men, and, men or women, who is the most common instigator in domestic violation cases? I call it domestic violation over here. Uh, that other word you can't really use on YouTube. So I try to censor myself and still people don't like it. But it says men or women, who is the most common instigator in domestic violation case? According to statistics, easily found. Oh, by the way, here's the source. Coastal Legal Center. These are lawyers, I would ho hopefully assume. So these people are going to give you lawyer information. This is not no mainstream media. But this is the source. According to statistics, easily found on the Internet and in websites and legitimate organizations, e even those from the government, it is mostly women who fall victim to the domestic violation crimes. However, people also accept the fact that men who fall by uh, victim to domestic violation do not usually report their cases and are hesitant to be labeled to label themselves as victims in order to maintain a manly image. So I always say statistics like that or even statistics related to assault sexually and all of that stuff. You don't get an honest assessment because men are very hesitant to report those crimes when they're against them or they'll shake it off or they'll figure out a way to deal with it. AKA I held masculine frame. So a, a guy that says something like hold masculine frame is oftentimes doing it against abuse, but we don't label it as abuse. We label it, we label it as like shit testing or her testing her limits or her, uh, you know, just nagging. That's what you label it. And then we say hold masculine frame. No, what you're get experiencing is abuse. And we need to come to the point now where we can admit we've been abused. We've been manipulated. And all of these things that happen that we say, well, this is how you beat this. No, this is how you beat abuse. You can't beat it. Okay, you have to actually report it. Get away from these people and understand what it is, is abuse. You got to get away.
And if people don't agree with that, that is you being part of the problem. You, when I get down to this next statistic, it basically is showing you you're being abused. There's no masculine frame. You need to get the hell out of there. Okay. A lot of you guys ain't seen nothing but toxic relationships in your life. You've seen your mama and daddy argue, your aunt and your uncle argue. You've seen people argue and go back and forth. And then eventually the guy says, okay, I'll sleep on the couch or I'll be in the doghouse or whatever you say. That's abuse. That that is abuse. That is that are that is men in your house being abused. Anyway, they also fear, they also fear, wait, they also fear of being humiliated and ridiculed by society. Unfortunately, even in today's modern world, men have to maintain an image that is set by society, an image of a strong and powerful person. These reasons prevent men from reporting cases of domestic violation. Yeah, I'll do the chores, chore sex, chore play. Uh, I'll do chores in order to get sex for my wife. Oh, well, she has a headache. That's abuse. And we need to get to the point where we classify it as abuse. But until we do, now you play silly games like, um, yeah, uh, Mr. Player, Mac Pimp, uh, um, Ace Boom Coom, number one cold approach guy. And now you're asking this guy questions on how to beat abuse. And then he says, well, what you do is you maintain frame and then you, 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 let me hold masculine frame for a second. Hold on for a second. What you do is you hold masculine frame and you pose and you prod and you, and you do this and you do that. They tell you all these goofy things. And at the end, it's abuse. At the end, the answer is get away from that crazy. <laughs> well, what do I do if my wife doesn't want to have relations to me? And she says, I haven't showered in three days and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. Well, what you do is then you just hold masculine frame for a second and then you, okay, we need to get to understand that, that, that that's abuse. You're asking a guy, how do I get past abuse? Just wait. I'm going to show you proof. And if you're watching the Don, Johnny Depp trial, you're seeing it. You're seeing it play out. Here it is. What the numbers say, according to the statistics from the CDC, 24% of relationships have in one point experienced some type of level of violation. And these violation relationships all right, they say 24%. Okay, that's pretty high. And I'm sure it's higher than that. Half of it is mutual. Meaning the man and the woman are both or have both been violation in the relationship, both. The other half of these violation relationships, only one of the people in the relationship exerts violation attitudes towards the other so in half of the half that ex experienced it there's one person that is exerting the attitude it says violate attitude not physical just attitude see this is what we have to understand as men attitude is abuse when a person has an attitude and they oh i'm hormoning i'm gonna just treat you like car garbage because i'm feeling like a story that would be abuse and this article is telling you that, and this is what I do, and this is why I'm censored for telling you this. Because like I said, you just, what some women will say, you got to be, you got to be man enough to handle me. Yeah, your ego is fragile. Again, gaslighting, abuse, manipulation. You must be strong. You ain't strong enough to handle a woman like me. That's literally abuse, <laughs> okay? <laughs> that literally is instigating you. That literally is gaslighting you. That literally is making you then Accept the abuse. It's it's crazy, bro. But in our world, we let it happen. Here it is right here. In these one-way 
violation relationships, it has been found out that 70% of the time, it is the woman who starts the violation fight, but they are the ones who usually suffer injuries. So let me frame this for you. Let me frame this for you. And I'm going to read it again. They said in half of the violent relationships, it is only one person that exerts the violent attitude towards it. Again, she says, I was in an abusive relationship. You ask who was the abuser? Because in this situation, it's almost even. It's not that men are just, what they'll say is, well, men are the ones that are yelling at me and men are the emotional abusers and men are the verbally abusers and men are the physically abusers. But then when you break it down, here it is. It is found that out of 70% of the time, it is the woman who starts the violent fight. Man, this, this is the stuff they don't want you to hear. 70% of the time, it is the woman who starts the violent fight. But they're the ones who usually suffer the most injuries, which makes sense. Because if she starts the fight, if she starts some stuff, it stuff's got to get ended. And then eventually, if you can't hold masculine frame enough, then she's the one who falls down and injures her elbow. She gets a couple of scrapes, scratches, and bruises. And then she takes pictures of it, and she goes out there to the court of public opinion. She calls 911. She calls the police, and it's over. Yeah. And now, I'm reading this from, I'm reading this from a source. Hey, more court of public opinion. I'm reading this here. I know people don't want to hear this, and it goes against popular opinion. But if you've been... In these relationships, you know it to be true. You're like, man, I was just trying to chill. I was just trying to chill. And she kept interrupting. She kept bugging me. And then, like in the Johnny Depp situation, she said, you keep walking away, and I want to talk about it. No, talking means you're trying to manipulate and abuse me. So I want to walk away and defuse. But no, you keep running away like a little baby. That would be gaslighting, instigating, and that would be now you're abusing me and trying to get me to respond to you. Okay, and then there's the instigation right there. Instead of her just backing off, okay, let cooler heads prevail, she continues the verbal assault, which is going to instigate it, and then it's going to create a problem in which then she gets a scratch on her elbow, and you're going to jail. Talking to her means she's talking 90% of the time, and you're just trying to be like, are we done yet? It's browbeating you, it's emasculating you, it's all of these things, and then you finally go, the hell with it, and you snap, and now they got you. We talked about this with Kareem Hunt. Okay, but many men don't realize you're being abused because, again, you don't want to look like you're the weak person. But let's just put it like this. You're being abused, accept it, and respond in kind. All right, so now that we set that up, respond in kind means get the hell out of there and dump her, DTB her. Uh, this guy right here, his name is Adrian Payne. He brought the pain in 2014, national champion, played at Michigan State University, drafted in the first round, pick number 15. And he also played for the Atlanta Hawks, the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the Orlando Magic, and several European and Asian basketball teams right there. There's Adrian Payne there. Unfortunately, he lost his life. How did he lose his life, gentlemen? This is called... Sticking your nose where it doesn't belong, unfortunately. And we have to tell him because a lot of men aren't trained, especially men that are in communities where um, this type of situation, fighting in the middle of the streets and, um, you know, uh, domestic disputes and 
knock down, drag out. And some women do like guys that try to keep them in check. Right. And, and, and then what happens is guys feel like they got to stick their nose in the situation where it doesn't belong. And we call this death by simp death by simp. Essentially what's happening is there's a man who doesn't know how to control his emotions. Then you stick your nose in it and then you lose your life. And this is what happened to this man. Let's go ahead and read the story here. Uh, and there's a sister here, or I don't know, sister here talking about the story. We won't play the video because they're finding old videos that I didn't play like two years ago and they giving me copyrights. Rest in peace to him. Uh, former Michigan State basketball star Adrian Payne was shot and deleted in Orlando, Florida early Monday while trying to help a woman engaged in a domestic dispute, according to court documents released on Tuesday. Lawrence Doherty, age 29. So the, both of these guys, I think he's 31. The guy who's the shooter, age 29. This is Lawrence Doherty here. He's the alleged shooter. There's Mr. Payne right here. Uh, we'll we'll get a height measurement here. We're gonna they're gonna mention they're both their heights, which is gonna be kind of like a dig, and it also is gonna end it be an indicator of why why one person felt the other person was gonna be a, a barbarian. So let's see here. It says Lawrence Doherty, age twenty nine, pled not guilty after being arrested on first degree deletion uh, warrant in the shooting. Court documents filed in the Orange County Sheriff's Office indicate. I'm sorry, investigation states that Payne and his girlfriend, whose name was redacted in the report. Why? <laughs> I'm sorry. Huh? Why, why did they redact the girlfriend's name? I want to know why. This is an equal society. Why is her name redacted? I want to know why. It says, he, Payne and his girl, oh, wait. His it's Payne's girlfriend. It's not the girlfriend involved. Okay, I got it now. Payne and his girlfriend, whose name was redacted in the report, went to the home of Doherty at the request of Doherty's girlfriend, Tatiana Mesa. In other words, Tatiana Mesa called the the guy who lost his life over to the house about her boyfriend, the shooter, Lawrence Doherty. What I'm going to tell you, men, is to back the hell off. Do not engage further. Even police know not to go in there because you don't know what the part of the story is. There's his story, there's her story, and the truth. Many times you get stories from people, and I don't care what gender, many times you get story from them, and it's only half the story. It's only one side of the story. We don't know if Tatiana was instigating. We don't know any of the details. So why am I going to run up in there? But young men don't know. And you think it's your job to be the hero. We don't need another hero. Here's the problem. Payne's girlfriend said that Mesa had called her to intervene in past disputes with Doherty to, quote, prevent any physical violence. So. He not only showed up once, he showed up in the past. Guys, white knighting is going to get you deleted. It is not your job to go intimidate somebody else, okay? Payne and his girlfriend were parked near the home of Doherty. That's going to be a problem in Florida, especially. So you went to his house 
to try to intimidate him, that's going to be a problem. Okay, according to Stand Your Ground, you might have a problem here. Payne and his girlfriend were parked near the home of Doherty, who arrived with his father in his father's car. Doherty, per witness, approached Payne near his vehicle. Well, maybe not. Doherty and witnesses offered different accounts of what happened next. Doherty, who was five foot eight, so Doherty here is the shooter, alleged shooter. He's five foot eight, so they're calling him sawed off. They're like, he's a little sawed off guy. And they said then told authorities he felt threatened by six foot 10 pain. So that is a very different height here. Wow. You know, that's very different here. So this guy who, who, who lost his life is six foot 10. Doherty's five foot eight. I don't know how big his girlfriend is. They didn't say that. And it says right here, pain, uh, he was intimidated and threatened by pain because of his size and claims pain told him, quote, I'll smoke you, brah, during an argument, which is going to be a previous argument. He said Payne started to reach for what he thought was a weapon before Doherty walked into his residence, uh-oh, and retrieved a firearm and fired the single shot that deleted Payne. So it sounds like he might have shot from his house. We don't know where Payne was on the property, which is going to come into play here. It says no firearms were found in Payne's vehicle, so he didn't have a firearm. Payne's, well, there was no firearm found. Payne's girlfriend told authorities that Payne did not pose a threat to Doherty and that they showed up to play mediator. Gentlemen, do not do anything like this. This is a mistake. Unfortunately, men have to learn the hard way. Stay out of it. And what happened is Payne's girlfriend, this is the sad thing, and I, you know, I have to say it. The guy who lost his life, his girlfriend was the one that gassed him up to go over there. And I'm trying to figure out what the relationship is between the guy that lost his life, Mr. Payne, and the other female. What is going on there? Is it the girlfriend's friend or is that his ex-girlfriend? Why is he mediating? Is that his play sister, his play cousin? Play cousin? You're going to show up to play mediator. That's not your job. I know men want to think that's our job. It's not our job, guys. It's life or death out here. Another witness said Payne did not make any threatening motions towards Doherty, which could be the truth. Uh, through video and uh, audio captured of the incident. Oh, no, they captured it. Payne's girlfriend can be heard telling Doherty, do not pull your gun out. And we were asked to come here before Doherty fired his firearm. We have to say firearm here. Uh, so, but it said earlier, Doherty went inside his house to go get the firearm. Okay, so now we got to know where they're where they are, where are they placed, where are they placed. Like, are they are they at his front doorstep? Are they on the street corner? Where are they? It's gonna make a difference if they're on their front doorstep, and the ring doorbell captures, and Payne is going, I'm gonna go in there, and he fires. It's a problem for Payne because now you got stand your ground. It says Doherty's father got out of his car and tried to help Payne, who died at the hospital an hour after the incident. Doherty called 911. So the shooter called 911 and claimed an intruder had attacked him per court documents. A court, if the court, if the video can prove that, could be possible. I'm not sure. And he said, quote, this man tried coming to my house. He cut around my block 
and then he tried shooting me, he told dispatchers, which I don't believe that either. All right, I don't believe that. I'm not taking any sides here, but sounds like he's trying to make it a little bit more than it possibly was. Florida is your is a stand your ground state where residents in a dwelling of the residents in which the person has a right to be, has no duty to retreat, and has to has the right to stand his or her ground and use or wait and use or threaten to use deadly force. Woo. That's going to be the problem there. That's going to be the problem because now if, if it's a stand your ground, you got the simp who is the death by the, the guy committing the act, the simp going, I'm going to use the stand your ground and I'm going to end this. You coming over here harassing me. Uh, but authorities of the scenes of Monday shooting determined that Payne did not. Okay. Authorities determined that Payne did not pose an immediate threat to Doherty, which is going to make a difference whom they arrested on first-degree deletion charges after questioning him at the police station. And then uh, people had said uh, Draymond Green played with him, Tom Izzo, and they pay him their respects to him. He was a member of the All-Big Ten second team in two of his four years, and he averaged 16 points a game and 7.3 rebounds. This is a guy that was uh, doing significant things here. And unfortunately now, he tried to play the hero, and this is the white knight. This is the white knight syndrome that a lot of you guys will have. Let's play this video right here, fair use, and then we'll get on to the contributors, and then we'll talk about the rest of the story and other examples of this happening, in which I'm trying to warn you, do not do this. I think I think what happened was the woman gassed him up, which is the girlfriend of the shooter, gassed Payne up, and potentially his own girlfriend gassed him up to go over there. They didn't stop him from going over there. They let him go over there. And he lost his life. Think about it. I know people don't think about men when they die. And they're going to make him out to be the hero or the victim. But he literally could have stopped this. He literally could have said, you know what? It ain't my problem. You know what? Have her call the police. This is the fourth time I've been over there. They got, they got to figure out. She's choosing him. She's choosing to stay with him. Stop. You know what I mean? Somebody says you're tall, you can scare him. Yeah, the guy's six foot ten. And you don't see a lot of six foot ten guys, but if you see a six foot ten guy, you see a six foot ten guy, and you're five foot eight, <laughs> I'm gonna be threatened. I'm gonna be threatened. I'm gonna be like, yo, this big old guy, man, yo. And he and he's there again. He's why is he here? Why are you here? Yo, man, this is the third time you done came over here, man. Stop trying to intimidate me. He was a star for the Spartans from 2010 to 2014. He also gained national attention for his bond with Lacey Holsworth, a young girl battling cancer. Adrian Payne was shot and killed early this morning in Orlando. Pamela Osborne live tonight following the very latest information from police down in Florida. Pamela. Karen, police are saying they have that shooter in custody. Still so many questions remain at this hour about what led up to the shooting death of Adrian Payne. Yeah, that's a big brother. I mean, I don't know if you've seen that highlight. This is a big brother. That's not a little dude. Payne, a first round NBA draft pick and star center standout at Michigan State University, was shot and killed in Orlando this morning. Investigators say the first call came in just after 1.30. When they arrived on scene, they found Payne injured. He was taken to the hospital where he was pronounced dead. 
Man, I, 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 it, it just cringy to me, man. I mean, I've been in these situations before, and uh, the, you know, the emotions get hyped up. You have long connections with these people. You don't want to see people hurt, and then you jump out there and say, "Okay, I'll protect you. I'll be the savior." And if you might have the giant disorder, which means because you're big and threatening looking, you're going to use that to your advantage. Let's just be honest. I know people are saying, well, he didn't pose a threat. But if you showed up a couple times before and posed, you know, put your put your big, big body in between my damn door. Uh, the, the fourth time you show up, I'm going to be like, yo, I'm tired of you coming over here. But think about it. You lost your life that fast. You lost your life that fast. I feel very bad for this guy. And before that, minutes before that, he was he was trying to be the hero. Minutes before that, he had had a delivery of, from his Uber Eats that he could have been chowing down on. Instead, somebody dragged him out the house to lose his life. Yo, mm -mm. guys, think think long and hard. Pause. Payne, who played for the Spartans from 2010 to 2014, warmed hearts all across the country. His senior year, his special relationship with Lacey Hallsworth, an eight-year-old cancer patient who he met two years earlier during a hospital visit, was on display that winning season. The Orange County Sheriff's Department hasn't released much information except to say the shooter, a man by the name of Lawrence Doherty, remained on the scene, was taken into custody and placed under arrest for first-degree murder. So uh, this is the Pookie, right? People are saying Pookie don't play games. I mean, it, in this frame story, Adrian's the hero, White Knight, and, and, and this guy, Mr. Doherty's the Pookie. And Pookie's not doing well with his women. And then the white knight, the 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 um the hero shows up, and then he gets deleted by the Pookie. And now Pookie, now now there's Pookie right there. So this is what happens. Adrian Payne was 31 years old. And within the last hour, Tom Izzo released a statement expressing his shock and sadness. It reads in part, Adrian was that's enough of that. Uh shout out to Tom Izzo and whatnot. Uh, but uh, there you go with the story. We'll continue a little bit. We'll do the Super Chats and the, the Cash Apps and all this stuff. But this is a story for you that just like that, just like that, guys. Now, they're they're making him out to be the hero. They're like, oh, he did good. And he had this, you know, the young girl that was the cancer patient. He's such a great guy. And they patting him on the head. Oh, you're such a good guy. You did well. You tried. And he's like, can I come back? I'd rather not be the hero here. I, I'd rather be breathing. Guys, it's permanent. He got turned off. As a, as Hassan Campbell says, he's got his TV turned off. Forget about the hero. I don't want to be the hero. I'd rather be alive. He's dead. <laughs> yeah, but he's dead. So what? He was, the guy's not coming back. This is serious. And they literally just sweeping this ish under the rug. They want to put Pookie in jail for life. And they're like, oh, another Negro dead. All right, going down there, another man who sacrifices life. You're such a good man. You're such a good man. You sacrificed your life for who? For who? These people that have been involved in domestic disputes multiple times before, he should have stayed his ass home. You guys want to be heroes and die? Go ahead. All right. Not, it's got to be for the right cause. And, and getting involved in domestic dispute is a mistake. It's a big mistake. You're going to lose your life accordingly. You can lose your life. And I'm going to provide plenty of evidence to do that. Um, or not to do it. 
PayPal in the house, in the building here. Shout out to PayPal. Let's see if anybody contributed over on PayPal. We got uh, several people over here. Yes, we got several, several people over here during the evening show. Let's get to the contributors. Thank you very much for everybody that contributes to the show. Oh, man. They are. Y'all came out, brothers. Let me make sure I don't say your government name. Y'all showed up and showed out. Shout out to Rockaway Bob. Shout out to the coach gang from New York City from Far Rockaway. All right, shout out to everybody in the Bronx, the boroughs, and all of that stuff. The five boroughs and everybody. Uh, who is this? Whose government name is this? Before I say it, he says, "Got." He says, "Get him, Coach. We'll find a way." This message is too important. We're gonna give it to Mr. Neal in the building. E. Neal, thank you, sir. All right, this message is too important. All right, I know it's not a perfect message for everybody, but guys, if you want to try to dismiss me because I be at the junior college, go ahead. <laughs> all right. I'll be having fun. Somebody says, I learned from you, coach. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. That was from my man, T-Card. Well, if you don't want me to say your government name or anything close to it, let me know. We got another couple of brothers in here. Uh, He says, coach, I am now psychologically unemployable. (laughs) Well, what happened was you probably found a way to make some money on your own. So you might not be able to go back to a situation like that, which is a good part of your evolution. Not saying that you never will, but your goal in life is to go, okay, I know I'm not going to be free to be who I want to be as a man. I'm going to be emasculated in these settings. I'm going to be subjected to participating in the agenda and all of these goofy things. Um, The minute you be like, oh, this person's having a birthday party and they bring in like, you know, they bring in some. Uh, people with some, uh, what do you call it, drag queens or something, and you sit off to the side like, man, this is ridiculous. You're going to get fired. <laughs> You're going to get fired. You, can, you can't even say nothing. So a lot of times you are psychologically unemployable because you can't put yourself back in that situation. I know I couldn't go back. Well, I would get fired on damn near every job. Damn near all of them, <laughs> right? He says a man can be himself as long, he says a man can be himself only so long as he is alone. And if he does not love solitude, he will not love freedom. For it is only when he is alone that he is really free. Free agent lifestyle for life. And that was donated by your boy, Jay Moosh. We're going to call you Jay Moosh. So, yeah, I think, you know, you know, it's tough in the world, man. It's tough in the world. So a lot of times you got to cooperate. You got to do what's right. Uh, according to the world and uh the minute you buck the system you realize man the best place for you to go is just to be by yourself free free of all of that maryland guy says hey coach i saw this dating profile today where a woman said she was a busted she was busted like biscuits take it or leave it i wish i could send you a picture i screenshotted it she said she was busted like biscuits never discount the impact of me i know i didn't really create it created but i put it in the lexicon i know people are like no you don't no dude look up stuff i've i've come up with a lot of phrases that are on the internet and they'll attribute them to me but uh busted bill Spearsbury biscuit can wow she said she busted like, she busted like biscuits shout out to her at least she's honest it's the ones who aren't honest and then they show up, oh, I actually gained 25 pounds since the last few po- photos that you saw me. You're like, do you think you might have mentioned that? 
There's a lot of manipulative games on dating apps. It's kind of disgusting. He says, Coach, stop hating on the Mercedes E-Class, LOL. I just bought one. Get in the E-Class coupe next year. Yeah, man, I'm not hating. That was from our homeboy. Uh, yeah, I think it's Jules. Jules C, we'll call you. Uh, <laughs> I went in on Mercedes E-Class. Never get too, too offended on people I go in on. Sometimes it's, you know, it's one of a, it's a common joke, but I know you get it. Uh, don't get an E-Class just for me, because if you can't afford it, then you get it repossessed. Don't blame me. Don't blame me. Mr. Thompson, who is this? He says, burger on the ground story motivates me daily. F the haters code CGA bout it. If you've not been long enough, this is from Mr. Thompson. If you haven't been here long enough to hear the heart-wrenching story of my burger falling on the ground in order to feed my kids at In-N-Out, you don't know the struggle. Brings a tear to my eye just thinking about it. To be where I am, when probably, I want to say, what was that? That might have been around eight years ago, probably eight years ago. I went to In-N-Out. I'll tell it quickly. I went to In-N-Out. I'm trying to feed my kids. I'm going through a custody battle. I'm going through child support. I'm just struggling. I'm trying to get ahead of the game. I'm Most of my money is going to lawyer fees, court fees, and all of this stuff. I literally was like right at the six-figure mark and was still struggling because I was fighting these cases, right? And um, took took my kids to in and out <laughs> trying to keep 50-50 custody so I don't be, can't, uh, be considered a deadbeat, which didn't work. I still cons considered a deadbeat. So... I take my kids to In-N-Out. I can afford one combo. By this time, my kids are small, so we can kind of share food, right? I mean, my son didn't eat a lot of food at that point. So I was like, I can get one combo. One drink, one, one, not, I think it was a double-double. Might not even been a double-double. One burger, one fries, two kids, and me. <laughs> and um, we're sitting there. Taking bites of the burger. I'm giving them a bite of the burger. Give them a bite of a burger. I'm biting the burger. I'm taking little bites. I know I'm going to be hungry later. But you got to do what you got to do. This is kind of like your Pursuit of Happiness movie. Lo and behold, I give the burger to one of my kids. I can't remember, but I don't want to blame them for the story. They, one of them gets the burger, drops the burger, on the ground and in and out. And if you've ever been in in and out, you know you can't eat a damn thing off that floor. They don't mop that floor for a long time. Dropped it. We was just taking bite. Yeah, somebody said the sad music. Drop the burger. Shit. I'm looking. Holy mackerel. <laughs> You can't five-second rule the In-N-Out burger. There's no way you eating off that floor. I was like, shit. Oh, my God. I don't want to yell at the kids. You know what I mean? I don't want to like, how dare you? I can't believe you fumbled the damn burger. So I'm sitting there. What am I going to do? What the hell am I going to do? My pride would not let me go back up there and Tell them I dropped my burger, but I can't afford another burger. Can you give me a free one? So I had to suck that pride up. I had to suck the pride up. And I went up there as a man. And I said, 
Listen. And it was probably some high school kid who didn't give a damn. I'm like, look, my kid dropped the burger. I cannot get another one. <laughs> I can't get another burger. Do you, do you think out of the kindness of your heart that you can give me another burger? <laughs> you know what I mean? I wanted to go in there and take the kid. Give me another burger. <laughs> and they was like, sure. Sure, we'll give you another burger. They don't give a damn. They was like, whatever, we'll give you another one. And they gave me that burger. And it was like, it was like this. And I went back to my kids. Boy, you lucky. Y'all was about to go to sleep hungry. And I held that burger. Take a bite. It was like a bird feeding birds. You know what I mean? For, I was giving them bites of burgers. You take a bite. You take a bite. Because in their mind, they don't know. They didn't know we were struggling. That burger was like gold to me. I was like, God, thank the Lord. Oh, my God. So anyway, man, uh, somebody said 60 year. No, these these kids were like uh, the kids were like five and seven at this point. They're like five and seven. So they were they were young, young. They didn't they didn't know what was going on, you know, and you don't want to involve them in the story. So they're like five and seven at the point. And uh, yeah, man, that's my in and out burger story. I was like, shit. And that was in this previous decade that I was experiencing that. So I went living in my car, going through a divorce and trying to respond and trying to start my business and resetting and then like just dealing with it, dealing with it, dealing with it. And I was like, I'm going to have a Porsche 911 one day. <laughs> I still was saying I'm going to get a Porsche 911. Even then, I was like, I'm going to get past this. I'm going to have my kids. They're going to love me forever. They're going to be thankful that their dad sacrificed for them. Well, I can't say that that's true either. You know, they don't realize that until they're 40. All right. But I was like, I'm still going to go after my dream. What was the car? I had like, man, I do not get me talking about cars. We'll be here forever. I actually had to rent. I was, it was a mess. Dude, you guys don't realize the mess. I've shared these stories. If you're new, you guys have to realize how I got here. Dude, I was a financial mess and I was making decent money, but I kept getting involved in court and paying off lawyers and paying off back arrearages. And, oh man, freaking mess. This is why when I tell you I'll never do it again, I'll never do it again. All right. This is how I'll never go through that again. As a man, I will never go through that again. And the one thing I had the Ford Explorer, but the, and I don't know if I had the Ford Explorer at the time. I probably did. All right. But the one thing I know, the one thing I know, the one thing that got me in there was a marriage. I, I'll never tie myself that way financially legal ever again. Never again. I'll never put myself in that position again. The next time I get in a position like that will be because I deserved it, right? But making me out to suffer that way financially because I got married and divorced, ne never a freaking game. Mm. All right, that was the only reason I was in that position. The, the only reason I was going through a divorce. All right, so I'll never financially tie myself to a human being ever again. Right, everything's gonna be set. Even if I do, it'll be separate, and it will be making sure 
that that they don't take advantage of any laws that they want to make up. Nope. Uh, shout out to Mr. Marcial in the building. Thank you for being on the cash app, Mr. Marcial. All right. We're almost done with the cat uh the PayPals. I'll get to the cash apps after. Who is this? Mr. Who says it's there? Coach, a beat, a black mother was evicted from her apartment complex in a high-end neighborhood in Charlotte because her 21-year-old daughter was twerking at the pool and friends cussed out the staff. Mom is saying racism. And he says, I told you to do Biden. Okay. Uh wow, wow. This is is this the mom? Hey, I told you to do Biden. So they're saying it's racism, but she was twerking at the pool and the friends were disrespectful. The young, the young kids. Well, they're not kids. They were adults. They were disrespectful. And now they're saying racism and whatnot. Listen, I, I didn't see the incident, but they have to take accountability in a situation. It's not just flat out a case of racism, but I'm sure some of the people that might have been involved might have some racist tendencies and you only you only instigated it. Don't twerk at the pool. Somebody says, Coach, you're naturally too funny. Haven't seen you hold masculine frame in a while. Thanks for all you do. That's from Felix Garcia. Thank you. Hold masculine frame until you get your vein popping out your head like this. Vincent Long in the build. Wait a minute. Now I messed up. He says, don't let a female use you as a goon. Yes, do not. Guys, if you're big, I know a lot of big guys have to deal with this. You guys think that because you're big that you can be just intimidate people. I think he's trying to say he wasn't there to intimidate them, but let's take into account the guy's 6'10", and he showed up several times. That's intimidation. That That is t- intimidation. I know you don't want to say so, but showing up being 6'10", is like being bringing a cannon, right? That's like you're going to beat me up. I, I, you know, they they and she called him specifically. Now, you got to literally call it what it was. He, she was, he was the intimidator. He was the goon. He was the one that was going to keep the little five foot eight sawed off shotgun, sawed off guy. Um, and he pulled up in front of my house. Yo, that's intimidation. And uh, they're trying to make him be the hero. He wasn't intimidating him. He's the Incredible Hulk. He literally is the Incredible Hulk. And I'm sitting here looking like if I sat on the curb, my feet will be swinging. <laughs> that is intimidation, but a uh, bullet will stop the incredible hope in humanity's world. Uh, you guys got to be careful here. Don't play into the role that they're giving you. They're trying to tell you to be the guy to stop, um, to intimidate people and bully them. And they put your ass in the front and your ass caught the bullet first. You the front line guy. I'm going to give you a couple more classic stories of being a white knight. And this has to do with domestic disputes that we're covering today. You guys remember this story. You guys are going to hit. This is some very crazy stories here. So this is the Texas man. We did a stream on it. We're not going to go over too much. Uh, he got shot to death during a custody argument. Lawyers claim it was self-defense. And so this was the story where the guy, the, uh, the father's in the, the light blue. The father's in the light blue. And uh, he's trying to pick up his kid from custody. The white knight is the boyfriend. And off to the side is the mother. Now, she, the mother of the child, his ex-wife, instigated the entire thing. And the reason why you can say she instigated it is because when he came to, sh- to pick up the kid for custody, the kids weren't there. 
And instead of her saying, hey, the kids aren't here yet. I know you're early. I know you're it's three o'clock. I know you're supposed to pick them up. They're not here yet. I'm going to go get them and then I'll bring them back. She wants to play reindeer games. And instead of stopping the situation, she let it unfold. And to her fortune, the baby daddy is dead. So now she no longer has a custody issue. She let the simp take care of it himself. So this is death by simp. So the father literally just wanted to be the guy to pick up his kids and go. She's playing games. She instigates the situation. And he doesn't know how to handle it. He shows up emotional saying, I'm done playing games. And then the boyfriend, the new man who has been gaslit, the new man that has been manipulated, the new man that only hears bad and negative stories about him being a bad father and a bad husband, he now goes to the defense of the damsel in distress. And then he shoots and does the best thing possible for, for the mother, which is to eliminate the father. He shoots and kills the guy. And now he did, he did not get arrested because it is self-defense. The, the father was on his property. The father is the one that did try to grab the firearm, if I'm not mistaken, as you can see here, or um, he shot at his feet and he said, oh, there he is. He tried to grab the firearm, guys. That's Don't be a hero out here. Bullets don't have names. And bullets are real. <laughs> right? Bullets are real. All right, bullets, they real, bro. You get hit with one, it's night-night. You leaking. And I'm sure she gassed them the hell up. Guys, that's not the only one of these stories. You'll be appalled at the amount of stories like this. Here's another one. 33-year-old father deleted in front of daughter during custody exchange. Now, I know people are going to say, well, don't go to the parent's house or do custody exchanges at the school or the police officer. Here it is right here. This man was doing a custody exchange at the in front of the police station and got deleted. There's the father. Guess who shot? Guess who shot and deleted the father? The new boyfriend. A man was shot and deleted over the weekend in the parking lot at the police station after dropping off his daughter during the custody exchange. That's not either one of these. I don't know. I I'm, I could talk about this picture down here. But according to WTVR, 33-year-old father Stuart D. Jeffries was deleted, gunned down by his ex-wife's new boyfriend last week at a Virginia police station. Jeffries, uh, who was dropping, who was, wait, who had gone to drop off his eight-year-old daughter was deleted in front of her in the parking lot during the custody exchange. The Chesterfield Police Department confirmed that Jeff Jeffries was deleted, or he was shot, Sunday evening in the parking lot at the Appomattox Police Station. The incident took place at approximately 6.30 last week. Um, on J January 16th, Jeffries was dropping off his daughter after um, spending the weekend with her. The weekend, a family member of Jeffrey posted, about the senseless shooting on Facebook, quote, now this one just pissed me off. Again, you guys are just pissed off and the dude's dead. He's dead. Yeah, you pissed off, but he's dead because uh, Cuz was shot and killed trying to be a good father. Oh, man. Uh, the stories I can tell you, man. 
Men just want to be fathers to their kids and they lose their freedom. They lose their respect, their reputation in their lives just because they want to be with the kid. That's how you die. That's how you die by assass uh, character assassination. Your character will be assassinated just because you want to be with your kids for a weekend. Okay. It says right here, cuz was shot and killed trying to be a good father. There were so many unnecessarily deletings going on in our community. We have so many so-called wannabe gangsters that will kick. This had nothing to do with gang banging. Everyone is walking around with a gun. Try that has nothing to do with it. All right. Trying not to prove they ain't a punk or ain't soft. I myself, uh, he says, I myself was guilty of this stupidity. Deleting someone doesn't make you a man, but walking away does. Okay, I agree with that. But that has nothing to do with the gun laws. Uh, yeah, there was a gangster culture in here. That's deplorable. And um, it has nothing to do with really the community. This is all manipulation. She got that guy to do the... Listen, if the father gets deleted, there's no more custody issues. She wins. And not only does she win, she doesn't go to prison. Because nobody's going to say what I'm saying. Hey, this was death by simp. She got him to delete the guy. I guarantee you she broke up with him while the other dude's in jail for deleting this guy. She getting her cheeks clapped. I'm going to give you another story. You want more? I got more for you, gentlemen. Why won't this pause? Father in great condition after being shot or clapped. We have to say clapped. During a custody exchange in Granada Hills, suspect arrested. This is 2019. Granada Hills is in the Valley of Southern California. Granada Hills, a 37-year-old father, was shot and gravely wounded Monday evening during a custody exchange in a residential area of Granada Hills. Another man was arrested following the incident. He was uh, found shortly after 7.50, somewhere on the block of Chatsworth, blah, blah, blah. And it says he was transported to the hospital where he's enlisted in grave condition. No other injuries were reported. Here we go. Listen, investigators described the suspect as the boyfriend of the woman with whom the victim was conducting the custody exchange. Oh, boy. That was the suspect. The boyfriend of the woman with whom the victim was conducting the custody exchange. The woman had children. With both men. The woman had children with both men. So this is the chaos that ensues about relationships. And if you you guys want to have kids, but then you get divorced early on or praying mantis, and then she gets with a new man. And you don't you don't count this as a possibility of happening in your future. But when it happens, it's going to create animosity on everyone's side. You're going to be like, who's the new man? And I don't like this man around my kids. And then that man has kids with your baby mama or your ex-wife. And you're like, now nah, this creates another bit of chaos that I've never even predicted. How does this work? Nobody knows how to make that situation work. There's no handbook on how to have a baby mama work with two men and, and three men that before daddy, after daddy. Nobody has a handbook on this. It says both of whom are known gang members. Damn. So she was married of blood and then she had a baby by a crip. Yeah, that's going to work out. I think she actually coordinated that. The suspect was then booked Tuesday morning. According to the police, his identity has not been disclosed. That's one another story here. Why y'all gang banging in the valley, by the way? 
You guys want another story? I got plenty of them. And there's it happens all the time. April 2022, 2022, Texas woman accused of shooting X during custody exchange because she was upset his new girlfriend was there. You guys don't count this. Do not discount this. Now she deleting. She shooting no ex. She she shooting the ex boyfriend because the girlfriend's there. Now this is the reverse. Kashanti Shamira Harris. Boy, y'all need to save the community. Y'all need to work on this. Y'all did y'all community falling apart. Some of these I don't know. Uh, twenty seven is accused of shooting Aaron Conti Williams, age twenty nine, on Sunday night. When Williams was dropping off one of the two children he shares with Harris. Well, Williams and Harris were in a prior dating relationship and Williams was bringing one of the kids back from a weekend visit. Williams had his current girlfriend in the vehicle with him at the time of the custody exchange, police said, which apparently angered Harris. Harris was upset Williams' girlfriend was present at the time of the exchange and shot Williams several times. Williams was struck in the arm and the leg. According to court findings, filings, Harris shot at Williams while knowing that at least one child was in Williams' vehicle. She allegedly fired the, uh, the firearm four times and hit Williams with three, I'm sorry, two bullets. She then ripped Williams' necklace from Williams' neck and then sped away and crashed Williams' vehicle into a light pole. Man, this sounds like a movie. This stuff sounds like a movie, but these are your daily actual activities and relationships that when I mention them, you think I'm crazy. <laughs> these are the relationships you see on a daily basis. Teen and stepfather injured in custody exchange shooting die. The teen and the stepfather who did the shooting, the Greenfield High School Jr. and his stepfather who were wounded during a custody exchange at the pilot gas station or the come and go. They both died. Tegan Welch, age 16, was a junior at Greenville High, uh, where she, oh, it's a girl. It's a female, where she marched in the band and was on the bowling team. All right, Welch was shot during a confrontation that involved her father, Christopher Welch, age 48, and her stepfather, Ken Cook, age 58, who was the pastor at the Moshin Church of God. Oh, my God. So now we're in the trailer park. You know, the community was taking L's for a minute. Now we're in the trailer park. Now we're in the small country towns, and they shooting up people. Welch's death was confirmed by the LK. Who, who, who died? Who did the shooting? Tegan Welch's father, Chris Welch, died at the scene. Wait a minute. Hold up. The stepfather. I thought the stepfather was dead. Oh, stepfather got injured. Oh, my. Okay, so. <laughs> so Tegan's father, Christopher Welch, died at the scene. Cook and Tegan Welch were flown to the. So they shooting each other at the University of Tennessee. Yeehaw! Medical Center. They didn't have a damn Hatfield and McCoy shootout. They got the Hatfields and the damn McCoys. What's going on out there, man? Hey, put the beef jerky and the Mountain Dew down. And get the sunflower seeds away. I know you got that big old box of David's sunflower seeds, that big old can like it's baseball season. 
Put the beef jerky down. The exact details of the shooting, which happened on Monday, have not been released. While early indications were that two shooters were involved, officials have not confirmed the exchange of gunfire. Um, there was a domestic issue during the custody exchange that involved four people. Three were shot, and fourth, and a fourth unidentified person was not injured. You know who it was? The mama. So <laughs> the mama came out unscathed. The two monkey simps shooting each other and shot their damn daughter and stepdaughter. Are you kidding me? Oh, Christopher Welch was a demolition engineer and a doctor engineer. Okay. And he served in special forces. And Welch served with the Homeland Security Service, Homeland Security as a federal agent. Oh, Jesus. We can't help people. You guys are some, you guys are, what's going on? Last one. What is going on with you people? You guys got good jobs, good careers. So I could focus on my career. And the only one that don't get shot is the mama. <laughs> I'm not saying she should have got shot. Last one. Man shot in the face during custody, child custody exchange in Warren police station parking lot <laughs> all right so the pastor then got shot y'all shooting dudes in the par police parking lot y'all going to the trailer park in the middle of tennessee hatfield and mccoy style the commuta former gangbangers are shooting each other no one's exempt from this simpism this is a disease no one's exempt not one damn person is exempt at this particular point you know who's exempt the mama's the ones seem to be staying alive ah ah <laughs> out of all these stories guess who's alive mama even the daughter the teenage daughter got clapped what is going on man in this world this is all this idea that you guys gotta gotta, gotta uh solve the problem with your masculinity just stay at home this is a virus for sure symptom is a virus victim is expected to survive let's read the story briefly says police are investigating a shooting that occurred Saturday afternoon in the parking lot of the Warren Police Department Civic Center South Station. According to authorities, the shooting happened at 4.40 p.m. broad day at the police station located near the, I don't care about all that. Police, police say two groups of people met at the police station. Two groups? Does it take a group? They met at the police station to exchange custody of the child and a 26-year-old man was shot in the face by a 23-year-old boyfriend of the child's mother. There it is again. There it is again. Boyfriend of the child's mother got gassed up. Here it is again. Same story. Same story. It's the same story over and over and over again. I don't know why people don't listen to me. The victim was rushed. I'm thinking this is in the trailer parks, too. Let me see. Does anybody know about Warren, Michigan? The victim was rushed to the hospital where he's in critical condition but expected to survive. The gunman, suspected gunman, was taken into custody. Death by simp. So he's in prison. The other dude shot in the face. Gonna He's going to lose his life, potentially. And the, and the woman walks away unscathed, and her problems are solved. Like, all of her problems are solved. She's legally not responsible. 
She gets the kids after all. No more custody exchange. Custody exchange is done. She has the kids. And then she gets to get rid of the simp. She solves all her problems via the death by simp. And then she gets to be the victim, right? She still gets to say, I can't believe these guys. I didn't do anything. I didn't set them up there. And I lost my kids. My kids lost their father. And they were doing death by simp. Guys, do not do this. They're talking about the community. There's no additional suspects at large and whatnot. All right. Warren is outside of Detroit. Shout out to everybody in Warren, Michigan. I know you guys don't get no damn, um, you guys don't get no love over here from the CGA gang over here. All right, cash apps. Would you? I want you to listen to me, guys. Do try try your best. I remember my kids. I mean, my my um my ex had another guy move in, and I held my masculine frame. I was like, <laughs> right, but I invested. I I I um. I investigated him. I might have missed some super uh, cash apps, but I'm going to I'm going to catch up to those. I investigated him and I found out some things and I was going to take them to court. But karma intervened. Karma intervened. They end up breaking up and she ended up getting sick, almost fatally sick. And then I end up getting custody laid in my lap, 100 percent custody. All right. So it kind of laid in my lap because the people were reckless. They were reckless. And then. They weren't, they, he wasn't a good person. He had had some problems with the, the law. I discovered that. But by the time I discovered it, she almost got fatally, um, she almost lost her life. And um, I don't pray and pray for anyone's downfall. But I said, Lord, whatever workings you have, you do it. I'm not here to interfere with the Lord's work. So do what you have to do. And I will adjust in life. That's all I said. But uh, anyway, but I don't wish and pray on pray for anybody's downfall. It said, Jesus, take the will. I was like, Lord, your will be done. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day. What is the rest? Our daily bread and forgive those who have trespassed. As we forgive those who have trespassed against us and believe not into temptation, be not left into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I said, amen. That's all I said. Give us this day our daily bread. Yeah, man. Yo. Mm. <laughs> I was like, do as you wish, Lord, and I'll adjust. Believe me. <laughs> and now, you know, I said, you know. It is what it is. I'm a believer. <laughs> I became a believer. <laughs> People are like, man, Christians are mad at me right now. What is this, man? Can you leave anything? So, anyway. <laughs> All right, so let's not mess around here. Let's not mess around. Uh, somebody says, Savage Red says he's joining the dark side. Wait, join the dark side like me and Coach and have fun. Shout out to the dark side in the building. <laughs> The dark side is the place to be. The dark side is where you get deliver, delivered. <laughs> your deliverance. Uh, your content changed my life. Thank you, CGA. That's from my boy Dinesh D in the building. Appreciate you. My content is here for you guys to use as needed. 
Love you, coach. I left the community. Also, I believe this is a female. I, yes, it is. Uh, we're going to call you Karen C in the building. Shout out to you, even Karen C. Karen C is like, I'm out. I'm out. I know a lot of people teeter on leaving the community. And what they'll do is they'll become bougie. They're like, I can't completely leave. I'll just be bougie and live on the edge, you know. In Wisconsin, they have like brown deer, you know what I mean? Like you live on the edge. You're like, I live in Wauwatosa. You still there though. Every interaction you have, your church is still there. Where you buy hair weave is still there. You still go buy catfish there. You still go get gas at the, you know, the AMPM. You still dodging bullets. You go right to the border. You know what I mean? Like, no, nah, dude, when you leave the community, you need to get the hell out of there. Like all the way up to the top of the hill. Be out. Somebody says I was kicked out of the computer top. They they didn't kick me out, man. They kicked me out a long time ago. And so for people will be like, man, you need to come back and help. I was like, y'all didn't kick me out like 40 years ago. Because <laughs> y'all think I just came out here and started talking like this now. I was like, man, y'all been kicked me out. When I was 20 years old, y'all kicked me out. The sisters kicked me out too, man. Oh, man, the sisters, man. That sisters don't like me too much. What's going on with the sisters? I know they like me on YouTube and whatnot. But in Southern California, they don't like a brother. Like, they literally be like, stick their nose up. I mean, I'm like, lady, I could change your world right now. But it, it matters none to them. I'm not a pookie. Like, I'm not a, I'm not like, um, I'm not like the, you know, the, uh, the common guy, you know, common, the rapper common. I'm not one of them, you know, light up some incense and, oh, girl, the essence of the sisterhood and spoken word. And the good, you know, when when he becomes gang, he was a gangbanger and he becomes the good black man, but he's still big and got tattoos. And, like, I don't represent any of that. So they see me, they'd be like, eh. <laughs> they have completely ignored me for a long ass time. It's like, oh, okay, all right. I ain't gonna go there. Then I'll be over there. And then it's this old little... <laughs> You're in the fedora hat or the little, uh, what's the hat where they wear and it's like the scully hat. The Scully hat. They got the Scully hat, and they be sitting up there. Sister, sister, I can't resist her. Red beans and rice didn't miss her, you know. And they act like they very intelligent and smart. The spiritual thug, yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, the sister, and you know the essence of the. And what we need to do is we like you know that guy, the little beanie. Shout out to all the guys, Kofi, <laughs> the Kofi. And I wasn't thuggish, you know what I mean. I wasn't really thuggish, ruggish. But then they would see me with, um, I remember one day I was at Venice Beach. So I was with this girl from Belgium. She came over and saw my roommate. I'm supposed to get through these chats. But I, she came over and saw my roommate, flew in from Belgium. She's like, oh, my friend from Belgium's coming in. You know what I thought. So my roommate's female, right? And so she's like, oh, my girl, my, my best friend's coming from Belgium. All right, she's going to hang out. I was like, you know what's going down. Because you know my roommate told her about me. I was like, this is going to be a layup. <laughs> this is going to be a pure adulterated layup. So we pick her up from the airport. <laughs> we pick her up from the airport. We go to a nightclub in, in Burbank. All right, we go to Burbank. We pick her up at the Burbank airport, straight to a nightclub. Of course, the drinks start flowing. We make it out, me and the girl from Belgium, right away. We come back home. We're sitting at the table. You know, it's all nice cr crickets. My roommate's like, oh, I think I'll go to bed. And we were like, go on to bed. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll follow you up. 
And my roommate was like, oh, you know, we had a we had a two bedroom and we had a couch in the living area. And um, the roommate, my roommate comes out and she brings uh, all the uh, sleeping, you know, pillows and blankets so she could sleep on the couch. And so my roommate goes in, I think I'll go to sleep. She closes the door. I look at the girl. <laughs> All night. <laughs> we get up in the morning. I go to work. She goes to the little couch, act like she's been sleeping. <laughs> it's like, oh, my good. Sometimes there's just layups in life. I ran no game. Literally, there was no game. It was just the setup of the century. I mean, it's like a lob where you just run in the lane and they lob it up to you and there's nobody in the lane. You just catch it and cock it back. That's all that happened. It was a Hail Mary from my roommate. It was a Hail Mary. Sometimes That's why I don't believe in running game because oftentimes I lucked up on women. <laughs> I literally lucked up. I didn't do nothing. Somebody sent me up with a lob and all I had to do was catch the damn thing. Somebody hit back, Hail Mary. All I had to do was run under it like this and put my hands out. No game. <laughs> Somebody says, Coach, the PUA. What? How does that even PUA? There's no PUA in there. I, I, I did nothing. All I did was pick up. All I did was pick up the girl at the airport with my roommate. And we showed up at the nightclub. Layup. <laughs> so I'm just like, like. That's why I don't be like, all I had, somebody says, just don't say anything goofy. All I had to do was just sit back and chill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hey, you from Bill? All I had to do was just sit back. Just telling you, man, know the right people. Knowing's half the battle. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Have you ever heard that? It's not what you know, it's who you know. That's going to be your new PUA. Pick up, oh, PUA was pick up at the airport. It's not what you know, it's who you know. In that situation, it was who I knew. I didn't have to know nothing about any damn thing. <laughs> Somebody said. Why do I have to work? I am sexy. I am sexy. Uh, shout out to, we're going to call you <laughs> Mr. Tycoon Trav in the building. He says, thanks for getting our minds right. Sometimes you get your minds right and sometimes you... Take open layup drills. Remember, this is practice. There's no games. Uh, Mr. Installation, Mr. Greer Installation, he says, when I mount a TV, I play CGA to see if it works. Oh, my goodness. All right, them people are going to have you fired. But you, you, it's your own business. You can do what you want to do. You're your own business. Oh, but the point of the story was about the Belgium girl was when we were in town, we took her to Venice Beach. So we're walking down in Venice Beach with, with her, the roommate. So it's the white roommate um i think she brought a guy with her i can't remember and then me and then the belgian girl we're walking down venice beach of course sisters are walking down venice beach too they see us okay and they giving me all kind of scowls they scowling at me bro they 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 was in there hating and this was in 19 this had to be 1999 19 maybe 2000 oh they was hating and my point is, in terms of uh, social uh, social proof, if I was by myself, they would have walked smooth by me and wouldn't even wreck. They wouldn't even uh, uh, they wouldn't have even um, acknowledged me. 
That's the point. That's the point I'm making. They wouldn't have even acknowledged my existence. And I know this because I've walked past them a whole bunch of times. I would have been like, hi, ladies. They wouldn't have said a damn thing to me. Oh, but they were saying that they was they saw me then. They saw me live and in living color, and they made sure they looked at me, and they made sure they looked at me not too happy. Oh, it was a mess. And that's when I learned social proof is a thing. If you ever want women to look at you, just have another woman near you. And that will literally get them to look over at you. If you just want them to look, they'll get, you'll catch their attention immediately. Where are we at? He says, no more Demetrius slander, coach. Shout out to Demetrius. I did throw Demetrius under the bus today. All right, Demetrius and Dexter, y'all be getting hammered around here. All right, Hank is in the building. Thank you, Hammer and Hank is in the building. His beard looks like mine. Shout out to you. Wise older gentleman here. Shout out to our boy, Mr. Boyd in the building, W. Boyd on the cash app. Somebody says, please research Nature Boy and make a show. I don't know, man. Is that some prawn that's going to come up? Nature Boy. Is it Ric Flair? Who's Nature Boy? I might need another thing because if you put, oh, Nature Boy, Eligio Bishop, it's a cult leader. Okay, I'm, I'm assuming that's what you're talking about, a former cult, cult leader. I'll look it up. Mm, anytime, yeah, I see what's going on. I, I think this is what you're talking about. Anytime you talk about a cult, you auto, automatically know what's about to go down. This dude or the dude probably took advantage of um, advantage of his access to women there. Yeah, that's what's going to happen with the cult. They're going to get the women and the kids. That's going to be a mess. I mean, I don't know if that's what's going to happen there. But, uh, yeah, anytime you have what somebody's going to label a cult, eventually you're going to see. I don't know. I'm just judging off of what I just read. That's what eventually what's going to be next. They're going to accuse him if he did it or not. Shout out to Booker T in the building. Agree, women do the choosing. In this world today, women are doing the choosing. You guys got to know it's happening. And they're not going to let you know they're doing it, but they're doing the choosing now. All right, and they can. Marcus is in the building for helping us win in the game of life. Shout out to you. Thank you here. Elvis, hey, thanks for the knowledge, coach. What's good court attire? Oh, um, if it's family court, you don't have to wear a suit. Just wear something, maybe a collared shirt, uh, um, a sweater. Uh, I would say if you're in child support court, do not look like you got the bling bling. Go in there looking poor and disheveled. It's like going to buy a car. Don't look rich going to buy a car. Go looking poor. Okay, have a hole in your sweater or something and say, you know, you know, some wrinkles in your dockers. You know, I had to pull this out. Don't go dressed fresh to death. Uh, in family court, you don't need a suit. Um, if you have a shirt and tie, yeah. Don't go in there looking like you like you got it all put together. You, you're going to get ran. You're going to get ran. So look slightly like you barely made it. <laughs> Mud on your shoes. Yeah, don't go in there wearing your Jordans. Go in there wearing some Vans or some Chuck Taylor All-Stars. Dirty ones. Dirty shoes. But respectfully dirty. Respectfully dirty. And then tell them you ain't got no job. <laughs> so yeah. Hey, I lost my job, you know. Mm. Don't wear your Tims, your do-rag. 
Don't do not sag your pants, please. Guys, I know you're comfortable with your pants under your butt, but that day, pull your pants up, please. You're going to look like a goofball with your pants hanging around your boxers. It's not going to look good. Pull your pants up, tighten your belt, buy a belt, get a rope, something. Yeah, do not wear your Yankee hat and your do-rag and your, your, your scully. Do not wear a baseball cap. Line your hair. Line, get a hair lining and shave. Um, if I, One time I was a mid, in the middle of growing my beard and I had to go to court. I was like, damn, I'm going to look like a mess. But luckily I was in front of a judge that remembered me. So um, it didn't come into play. But if it was your first appearance and you're looking like in the middle of beard growth and kind of nappy, I think it's going to work in your disadvantage, especially as a, a black male. It's going to be bad for you. Uh, take out your earrings in your take your earrings out. Take your nose ring out. Don't say that they're prejudiced against you because of that. Cover your tattoos. Cover your tattoos. Yep. Cover your tattoos. Shave. <laughs> All right, because they're going to use it against you. All right, you're going to say, man, I ain't got no money. Oh, he's wearing $200 shoes. So be careful. Deadly Edley, glad I'm a loner. More people, more problems. More people, more problems. That's an absolute fact. I believe that. My circle got to be small. Um, and as you get better in life, you're going to have a smaller circle. Doesn't mean you don't, you know, you become a complete loner and don't socialize. But um, don't think you got to have a lot of friends. Because um, they create chaos. People are chaotic, you know. People think I don't like women. I just don't like people. Like, I like y'all from a distance. <laughs> but if y'all was all up in my crib, I would be on edge. I would be on edge. I couldn't enjoy myself. Like, I'm not a dude that's going to throw a house party at my house. That's what I'm talking about. Shout out to Mr. Sanchez, Eddie Sanchez in the building. He got me a generous super chat. We'll give you a co-sponsorship. He says, this got me thinking long and hard. Pause. He says, no. Is it no win? No win? Yeah, I, I will be on edge. I, I can't have people around my stuff. I can't have people touching my stuff and looking at my stuff. No, nah, man. If I, I always tell you, if I had a, um, if I had a family event and I was like, hey, y'all, I'm going to do y'all solid. We're going to have a family event, a big family. I would rent a hotel and I would rent two conference rooms and I would, I would cater the food in. At the hotel. And if y'all want to get up, I, I, I rented off a block of the rooms. Y'all want to get part of the room. Y'all go chill in there. I would not have it at my place. All right. One person at a time up in this mug. <laughs> right? One person at a time. Or if my kids bring people over, I tell A.S., do not hang around. Go, go upstairs and corner into a place where I know you at. So I know where you at. <laughs> I'm like, I don't like people all up in my stuff. One at a time. So, yeah, if I wanted to throw a shimdig for my family, it ain't going to be, and I got a big old nice house, it ain't going to be at my house. You ain't going to be all up in my damn community, parking on my lawn, outside smoking weed around the corner, rolling up roll, rolling up cigarellos and arguing all at the end of the damn uh, cul-de-sac. No. Knowing the password all up into my damn community, all at the security gate, acting crazy. 
So is it playing dominoes? Yeah, bumping your music, you leaving in your damn Mazda, bumping your damn two uh, 12 subwoofers with no amplifier, boom, boom, rattling the whole damn car. No, you ain't going to be. Hell no. <laughs> Not I. You're going to be all the way outside. Hey, we coming to visit you. No, you're not. No, you ain't going to be all up in the in my backyard playing spades. <laughs> playing spades all in all loud arguing. Hey, hey, yo, yo, yo. Y'all talking across the board. No, y'all not going to be doing this. Pulling out the jammy. Getting me kicked out. The HOA going to be mad at me. Y'all not going to do that at my house. Or near my neighborhood. You're not going to be near my neighborhood doing it. We're not doing it as a that, tracker. That scared the, the shit out of me. Now All right, I was like, what the hell was that? How you can plan All right, one of these things got got to go. <laughs> Twerking at the swimming pool. Twerking at the swimming pool. That shit scared me. I was like, what the hell is that? All right. Oh, man. I was like, I'm going to have to go get my, you know, I was about to reach for my, I was have to reach for my stuff over here. I was like, already? I thought they was coming in. <laughs> oh, man, I thought they was coming through the door. Jesus. Let me put it over here because I'm going to act up a fool. If they scare me again, let me close these tabs. Y'all was going to see the damn computer get shot up. <laughs> All right, y'all know for a second. Woo! All right, so where we at? I don't lost my damn thing. All right, all right, let's see here. Uh, we got some more. Mr. Dixon, he says, you either die a hero or live long enough to become... Live long enough to become a hero, I believe that's what you said. Oh, I got a, I got a coaching call that's supposed to come up. Hey, I know somebody has the coaching call. Be patient. I'll be on um, after I'm done. Get on a free speech platform. That's from my man, Eric Powell. I'm on all the platforms. I'm on them. It's just that not a lot of people are on them yet. So it is what it is. Uh, there's there's very few. They, they're still trying to make it work. You know, they're still that. At some point, I'll just that's where I'll be. I'm sure give or take a year or so. That's where I'll, that's where we'll all be. Shout out to Jay, Jay in the building. Juan O says, save yourself. You will never save her. Save yourself. You will never save her. All right. Ladies want to be saved all the time. And uh, most of the time they bring this chaos upon themselves. And the reason why they do is because they are social creatures and people that socialize oftentimes, you know, they create rifts. And then the rifts are something that you have to create, uh, have to fix. And I always tell them, uh-uh, I'm not in your bullshit. Aristoteles, Aristotle's Martin says, six months of motivation, Uber, new car, thank you. Yeah, man, you got to hunker down and get to the point where you can get to the next step. Have small incremental goals and then get to it until you get to the point where all right, I got everything I need. Now I can focus and, and, and kill it. But if, you, if you're if you not, you're going to make bad decisions. Relevant, I believe it was DJ. He says, the more success, the less people you have around. The more success, the less people you have around. 
the less success, the more people you're going to have around. Jay Flo, keep saving lives, coach. Free CGA. That would be nice. Thank you for the support today. Royal Reese, thanks for being, uh, for being content for all brothers. Or I think thanks for bringing content for all brothers. Thank you, man. That's a generous super chat, too. And I'm hoping you guys take something. This is why, look, I'm not a perfect human being. Neither do I claim to be. So if you're looking for me to make a mistake and say, I found a flaw, bro, I already told you. I'm not a perfect human being. Neither am I trying to be. I never get on here and say I'm perfect. I tell you all the times my flaws. But it's about the flaws that I accept. Like, I know where I'm, I know where I'm a flaw to a normie. I know where normies are going to get it bug. They're going to get bug buggy with me. They're not going to like it. They're going to either say I'm arrogant or um, I go for mine. I'm selfish. Uh, they're going to say all of these things. And I say, yeah, those are those are flaws for you because you're a normie. Right. But somebody that is abnormal, somebody is that that is not a normie. You look at me and go, shit, that's exactly what you should be doing for yourself, because at the end of this, you die alone and I'm going to have I'm going to be. I'm going to be taking a dirt nap by myself. Ain't nobody sharing no casket or no grave with me. Nothing. At one particular point, I saw maybe I shouldn't, maybe I should be humble and not selfish. And at some particular point, I found that that was a mistake. But I said, forget it. I'm going for mine. Forget it. Forget everybody. <laughs> right? Forget everybody. I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to please y'all. I ain't trying to, I'm going to just tell you what I do. Because what I do, most people aren't willing to do. Is to say, screw everybody. Screw it, man. Forget it. I'm going for mine. Screw everybody. I ain't got no loyalty to you. Just because I share the same skin color, just because I same to share blood, same blood, I got no loyalty to you. I'm free. I'm free of you. Because every time I try to depend on somebody else, they end up being selfish to me or stabbing me in the back or not being apologetic about the way they approached. You know, I lent them money. They never returned it back. And they said, screw you. And I'm like, okay. Y'all going for y'all's then. Okay, I'm going for mine. <laughs> right, forget it. I'm not rescuing you. I'll give you information to help you. You can, you can, you can take advantage of the information I'm giving you, or you can try to try to find flaws in my character and my personality. Listen, I have flaws. I accept them. I share my weaknesses. I share my strengths with you. I share my failures with you, and I share my successes. I'm not a guy that says I'm 100% successful. I tell you stories about me living in cars and dropping hamburgers and struggling in court and losing financially. I tell you my flaws. Okay. And that's, that's big. Cause a lot of guys don't, a lot of guys sit up here. Oh, I'm the man. All right. You know, really, you know, in a minute, um, as they say, pride comes before the fall. Men who are prideful, you know, when they fall, that shit going to hurt. <laughs> And I know it's coming because in this world, you're going to fall. You're going to fall at some point. And that pride going to be too damn big for you to even get yourself out of the situation. Yeah, you're going to be effed up if you, when you fall because your pride is too big. Yeah, you're going to be effed up when you fall. Oh, it's going to be painful. I ain't out here saying my life is a movie and look at me and blingy bling and all that stuff. I give you a little bit of taste of that. My life ain't no damn movie. My life boring as hell. My life is boring and I'm wanted boring because I don't want y'all people coming over here thinking it's a party over here. Same thing for the ladies. It ain't no party over here. I'm boring. 
Don't come over here to be entertained. I ain't entertaining you. <laughs> this ain't no damn vacation when you come over here. Your ass coming here to work. <laughs> All right. When you come into my life, you better bring something to me. Do not come over here empty handed. That's the fastest way for me to kick you out. And do not try to grate me for my time because that's the fastest way to get your ass sent out of this door. If you think, well, we could just spend some time together. That is a number one to get your, I will kick you the hell out. No, you ain't just about to sit up under me. Oh man, you ain't about to sit up under me, y'all. You ain't about to do that. You're not about to do that. You better come to work when you get in here. Get your hands dirty. I takes care of nobody. <laughs> in this world, I ain't taking care of nobody. No woman, no man, nobody. If you get down on your luck, do not ask me to sleep on my couch. It ain't going to happen. I'm going to call the security gate and say, do not let this person in. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you want to sleep on my couch, ladies, you know what you got to do. This ain't going to be no free ride, as gas or cash. Which one? Mm. All right. Shout out to Lando in the building. He said, thank you for all that you do and have done, coach. Appreciate you. <laughs> all right. Where we at here? Uh, shout out to you. Uh, Mr. Dixon is in the building. He says, coach, do you have any tattoos? I don't. There ain't nothing that I could think of that I would permanently put on my body. So I've never done it. I know I would regret it. And I'll be like, why did I put that on there? Why did I put Mighty Mouse on my damn shoulder? Like, you know what I mean? Like, because I was feeling like, hey, I'm going to be with a basketball dunking it. Like, uh, what's the basketball player that got Mighty Mouse with a basketball? I was like, this would be cool. And then it'd be dumb as fuck. You know what I mean? And I got to tell my kids, who was that on your shoulder, daddy? <laughs> Ask gas or cash, no one rides for free. No one rides for free. And fellas, it's going to be cash or gas for you. Shout out to KD. He's the freshest MC. Got to be the freshest MC. All right, y'all don't know about some of the music I listen to. All right, we're almost done. We're going to get to these last couple of PayPals. They're only a couple, so hang tight. And then I got a coaching call. And all of that. We got Richard. Did I get Richard? I did. He said nothing. We're almost done. And this computer's a little bit slow today. Might have a virus. Did you hear Bill Gates got the, he, he got the, he got the cough. Bill Gates got it. And he up in there turned the comments off of his post. Oh man. Shout out to Bill Gates. Shout out to Felix Garcia. He's, oh, I got you already. Shout out to you. We're almost done. I got one more click to click. All right. Mr. Long, pause. <laughs> Don't let a female use you as a goon. So I got all the PayPal. Shout out to Mr. Mr. Bishop Eddie Long in the building. All right. I got a coaching call. So shout out to the brother that is going to be waiting on the line for the coaching call. Um, I hope you had a valuable show today. And uh, free CGA. Shout out to everybody. Appreciate the support. We're going to be back tomorrow with Blue Chip Mindset. We'll be back for that in the morning. And then in the afternoon, we'll be back to all that uh, good fun on the back end. Hit the like button on the way out. 
and all of that. Let's leave you with somebody. We got to leave you with Uncle Earl. It's been a while. Shout out to Uncle Earl. Here Earl. comes the bankroll. Here comes. This is what make it all happen right there. That's, that's what make it happen. This is what make it happen. If a man want to know how to meet a nice woman, how you meet her? With this. <laughs> First damn word come out your mouth. I got money. <laughs> But those not respectable women. I don't want no respect. I want some ass. Damn the respect. I want you to break down like a 12-gauge double barrel shotgun and show me what you're working with. But don't you want commitment? What? To who? You don't want to be committed. <laughs> I'm committed to getting her to that bedroom and giving her what she needs and 